Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. Praise God. You are all welcome to this part of the World Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. And I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead prayers this morning. Praise God. This morning we are going to be praying. We are going to be interceding for men all around the world and leaders all around the world. And I'd like to read 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse, verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and accepted in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise God. So um, since Monday, we've actually been interceding for the nations of the world and also coming against every form of poverty. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be declaring, praying for all leaders of the nations of the world. We are declaring that they are delivered from deception and their eyes of understanding are opened. And we are also praying that they walk in the wisdom of God to make decisions that we favor the righteous cause in the name of Jesus. We are also declaring and setting nations all around the world. We are declaring them free from poverty in the name of Jesus. That henceforth, we begin to operate in surplus and abundance in the name of Jesus. And like never before, men are coming into the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and they are accepting this gospel in the name of Jesus. Let's just bring a speak in other tongues. Thank <laughs> you. 
Le 
Oh, Father, we say thank you, Lord God, for another wonderful opportunity to be able to intercede for leaders and men all around the world. We declare by the power of the Holy Ghost that all leaders, oh God, all around the world, they are delivered from the spirit of deception in the mighty name of Jesus. Their eyes of understanding are open. They receive this truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, my Rokozuta Bayekerebo Jangraba, Lika Zontoli Kerebo Jankalibo Zontoli Baraba. We declare, oh God, even in all the leadership of the nations of the world, that the truth is going, is penetrating in the name of Jesus, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our leaders are receiving this gospel in the mighty name of Jesus, and things are beginning to turn around for good in the mighty name of Jesus. Rabakazuterebo Jantalibo Zontoli Karaba. We destroy, oh God, the Bondage of poverty. We declare surplus in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare abundance in the name of Jesus. We declare that the world is not going to the old normal or the new normal, but we are walking into the future that the Lord has prepared for us, which is abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Marocco declare, oh God, that all nations of the world, excluding none, is a partaker of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Marakaba Yekerebo Jantalibo Zontoli Karadaba Yekerebo Jandraba. Oh, we declare, oh God, that men all around the world they are receptive to the gospel in the name of Jesus. 6.5 billion souls and more. A reality in the mighty name of Jesus. A done deal in the mighty name of Jesus. And as a result of our prayers, oh God, we begin to see results. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Maraka Bazente Rebo Jantalaba, Lekazute Bo Jantalibo Zontoli Kerebo. Oh, thank you, Lord God, because we know it is done in the mighty name of Jesus. Lekazute Rebo Jantaba, Yekeribo Zontoli Baraba, Lekazente Rebo. Oh, thank you, the Spirit of God. But in Jesus' the mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to lead prayers this morning. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining in the prayers. Um, once again, I'd like to say a very big welcome to everyone. You're welcome to this part by the world global times of devotion. And right now we're going to move into our worship segment. And I'd like to welcome the esteemed Sister Grace. Thank you so much, everyone. Over to you, Sister Grace. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Joy, for that wonderful session of prayer. And thank you so much, Esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you're connected from, welcome to a wonderful time of fellowship this morning. And God is faithful. He's always worthy of our praise. He's mighty in our lives and we see his work every day. Let's go ahead and give him thanks. Thank him for his greatness. Thank him for his spirit that is in us, at work in us always. We give you praise, O God. You're the most high God. You're the king who reigns forever. You're the Lord of all the earth. One name has all power. One name with authority. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. There's only one name that has all power. Only one name with all authority. The name of Jesus. Oh, the name of Jesus. Oh, what name has all power? One name with authority. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, oh yeah, in heaven and nothing can stand. Is my mountains crumbled? Doors are open. Oh. 
mountains crumble. Oh, doors are open. Oh, one name, one name has all power. One name with authority, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Oh, one name has all power. One name with authority. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus in heaven and the earth, nothing can stand his mind. Mountains crumble. Doors are open. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, You're awesome, wonder. Oh, we call on the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Awesome, wonder. Awesome wonder. Oh, the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Awesome wonder. Awesome wonder. Say one name has all power. One name with authority. The name of Jesus. Oh. The name of Jesus in heaven and the earth, nothing can stand here. 
is crumbled. Doors are open. The chains are broken. Oh, doors are open. Oh, darkness disappears. Mm -hmm. Every door is open. Oh, mountains crumble. Doors are open. Hey. Every disease disappears. Hallelujah. Oshakayaba. And doors are open. Alakose gridis irikisunti. Kadaranosha kadarose kiri barakabaya. Husa kalabranti likebose kiri bra. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, esteemed Sister Grace, for that powerful session of worship. And thank you, dear Sister Joy, for the time of intercessory prayers. Praise God. Every day that we're here, we make great progress in the spirit. Glory to God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. And it's going to be a beautiful day. Today is Friday, the 15th of October, 2021. We're fast we're gone halfway in the month of October and it's still our month of visualization. And whatever you see, whatever you can see, you would enjoy in this month. Praise God. Hold fast the picture. Hold fast the picture. In the message, um, sound, matter, and fate. Pastor talked about the fact that you must not lose focus from the picture of the word that you have else it turns to matter. Praise God. Friday 15th of October 2021, the title of today's devotional article, he died for the ungodly. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now had he reconciled. you find that in Colossians 1 and verse 21. The scripture above describes the ungodly as alienated from God and enemies in, in their minds by wicked works. In other words, they were enemies of God in their minds because of their wicked works. Evidently, it wasn't God who declared them enemies. Rather, the one he's the one reconciling them. The Bible says to read that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them. You find that in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 19. Praise God. This is similar to what transpired between God and Adam in the garden. Adam sinned against God and ran into hiding. Genesis 3 and verse 8. 
But God came looking for him. He said, Adam, where are you? How gracious he is. While we were sinners in God's mind, we weren't enemies. He was working out how to bring us to himself. He was working on a plan. Praise God. When you read through Genesis to Malachi, you know, before we get to the Old Testament and you begin to see the story of Jesus, you will find that from Genesis, the prophetic story of Jesus had been laid, had been laid across all the chapters and all the verses. In every story, through every individual, they were all connecting dots to the one and only Savior that was to come, Jesus Christ. If you remember the story of Moses, when God told Moses not to strike the rock the second time, but to talk to the rock. And when Moses struck the rock, God was upset because the rock was Christ. He was struck once, significant of the death that he was going to be, he was going to die. And the second time he wasn't supposed to be struck. You were not supposed to kill him twice. You were supposed to talk to him. Because you might sit there and say, God, he just, yeah, he acted, he was upset, and then he struck the rock. It wasn't just the striking, it's the significance of the striking. You see the story of Joseph, how that Joseph went, you know, into Egypt and having been sold a slave and ended up in prison but he ended up becoming the one to, put, to preserve the world at the time because at the time, Egypt was the number one country. And at the time of that famine, Egypt was the only one that had food. That means if there was no food at that time in Egypt, the whole world would have died of hunger. Joseph became the preserver. It was significant of how Jesus came to rescue the whole world from death because the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And he said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So you see the story embedded across all the books. The prophets were prophetic about it. They talked about it. His birth his growing up, his ministry, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, his glorification, even his coming back again, are laid all through the pages and the chapters of every book of the Bible throughout the Old Testament. He was working out how to bring us to himself. He was working on a plan. You know, it's just like when you as an individual, you have a master plan that you're working on something and it's part of your everyday. You find it in your conversations. You find it in your documents. You find it in virtually everything that you are involved with as you go through your day. Every time God spoke to his prophets back in the Old Testament, 
Every time he was trying to create a prophetic scenario, every time he was trying to talk to his people or rescue his people or help his people, you find it through all of that. Why? Because he was working on a master plan. Colossians 1 and verse 22. Colossians 1.22 tells us that the purpose and summation of Christ's redemptive work was to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. He knew what he was going to do because he did it. Romans 5 and verse 6 says, for when we were yet without strength, initiated the reconciliation for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life brothers and sisters I can stay on this verse for days it's telling you that the death was to reconcile you now that you are Praise God. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, we can hear you, ma'am. Okay, thank you. So he said that you can, he said, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. He said, I write unto you that you might know that you have eternal life. This life can save you. It can save you financially. It can save you in your health. It can save you in your job. It can save you in your business. This life, you can depend on it. The death brought about the reconciliation. The life will keep you saved. The life will keep you enjoying all that is in Christ Jesus. How often we say that salvation is a full package. It's not just saying the prayer of salvation. It's called the prayer of salvation. What else is in the salvation? It's not just the prayer. It's like going for a program and then they, they, they say, oh, we're about to have the opening pr prayer of the program. But the, the, the program itself is not just only the opening prayer. So you can't take that prayer and then feel like, oh, I've had a great program. In the same way, the salvation that you received, the prayer of salvation that you said is not just all that there is to the salvation package. It's a complete package. 
Your prosperity is there. All blessings reside there. Your joy, your peace, your health, your victory, it's all in that package. So you have to make up your mind that you would enjoy this life. It's a much more being reconciled. We shall be saved by his life. Romans 5 verse 10. Hallelujah. Let this love be expressed through you to the ungodly in reaching out to them with the gospel. Let them know God isn't mad at them. They can come to him just as they are and be accepted. He said in Isaiah 1 and verse 18, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. He's the one that washes, sanctifies, and justifies the ungodly in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, it, it, it's in, in your, in reaching out to the lost and winning people to Christ, how effective that ministry is for you is determined by how, how much you have come to understand the message of reconciliation and the understanding of righteousness. Um, if you follow the project message a day through the months at different times, we've gone through the message understanding righteousness because um, your, the effectiveness of your Christianity is dependent on your understanding of righteousness. You see, because um, if you did something wrong and you run away from God, you stop praying, you stop fellowshipping, you don't want to even come to church, you don't want to do anything that connects you with God. It shows a lack of understanding of righteousness. Look at what today's rhapsody is reminding us of. He said he died for us while we were yet sinners. He didn't die for you when you, were, when you were born again. He didn't die for you when you were doing everything right. He died for you while you were lost in your ways. If we ask everybody to talk about their salvation story here, we all have many stories. Many were lost, lost, lost. No idea of an existing God. And if you even knew your concept of that God was terrible. If while you were sinners, he died for you. Now that you have found him, is it that little thing that you did? Say, Stamaka is not little. Okay, is it that big thing that you did that God cannot forgive? Did you hear of Paul the Apostle? He used to be called Saul. His KRA, his key resort area, his job description was to hunt down Christians and kill them. Who else could God be more angry at than somebody like that who was consistently killing his children and destroying the work of the church? But God went for him. God went for him. He turned out to be one of the greatest apostles of the Bible days of the early church. The greatest actually. So what have you done that is equal to what um, Paul did as Saul? You say, ah, Sister Maka, you don't know me. I've even killed before. Uh -uh. So that's, well, that's why I just shared you the story of, of Saul. The Bible records that when Peter was, be, when, when Stephen was being stoned to death, 
The people that stoned him to death, it was at Paul's feet that they kept their clothes so that nobody would take it. That means Paul masterminded his arrest, his, um, um, the, his accusation, and his stoning to death. If God can forgive such a person, you are not a big deal. You know, it's pride not to accept forgiveness for a wrong that you may have done. It's pride. Don't be proud. Don't be proud. If you could save yourself, Jesus would not have come. Jesus has come. Because if you don't understand this, you cannot communicate salvation to the ungodly. When he says for us to tell them 